What's happening, Fart Lickers? Series 11 of the podcast, along with our Summer Showdown Challenge, are now live. And we're very excited to bring you this series in partnership with our pals at Twisted Running, the new home of all your What The Fart Lick podcast merchandise needs. But that's not all that Twisted Running are about. Whether you're a run club, a community, or just some pals looking for some custom threads, they've got you covered. They can help with every aspect of the journey, from custom logo design through to deciding price points, payment processing, and even postage and packaging. Most importantly though, they're just some good guys trying to do good things in the running community. So head on over to www.twistedrunning.co.uk and find out how they can help you with all your custom running design needs. While you're there, of course, check out some What The Fart Like swag. If you like anything, use code WTF10 at checkout to get a massive 10% off. Thank you to Twisted Running for supporting us on our journey. And now it's time to get on with the show. Are you a loner or a groupie and are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're sure enough like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of both like run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in. It's the final countdown to learn. I was going to say you meant to join in. And do you remember when we used to sing that at the start of every episode? Well, every episode, it was generally the final episode of the series, I believe. No, it was it was when we did the first summer showdown, and you'd go, "It's the summer right. showdown to learn." It's all making sense now, yeah. Yeah, I, but I used to get the second bit wrong because it used to go, but it went, it went, yeah, exactly. So, so, so you should remember it now. You were there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Series 11, Episode 10 of the What the Fartlet Podcast. My name is Rob, and I am Matt. And for the last time this series, Tiny Dancer, um, we're having a chat. We are, we are, yes. <laughs> It seems to have gone on forever this series, but uh, it's, it's coming to an end now. Um, I think it's gone on forever. I think it's gone quicker than a hiccup. I think it's been through all, all the miles we've been running and all the challenges and all the graphics that I've had to produce. And oh, I've not, I've not been running, I've not been running that many miles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hardly any, some might say. But uh, but no, I get what you mean. But I, I think these new ten episode series aren't even touching the sides. I think you know we used to do twelve, fourteen at times, but think now it just feels like they go pretty quick but we'll be back we'll be back soon and we've got a massive massive episode before you tell us what's on the show captain carves in the background entering team john pick up how we doing mate yeah very well thanks yeah i'm really surprised that mark feels like he's gone on forever he's only been to about four episodes hasn't he yeah, this is true this is i've been on them all this this see oh one i missed one but you called me mid-working Oh, that, that was the best one. Yeah, that, that was, was the that best was, bit of the series. That was pretty good. Well, Matt, why don't you tell us what's on this final episode of Series 11? Yeah, uh, obviously we're going to be talking about our weeks in running. Uh, JP went to the up there north uh, to go and run the Great North Run. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about that. Uh, we're a bit of a chat about body image uh, after a couple of chats in the uh, in the in the Fartlight family uh, WhatsApp uh, that was going around. So we're going to have a bit of chat, chat about that. The awesome Rav Villainy's back. Uh, she was on a, with, on on the podcast way back when uh, series uh, series one episode five, I believe. Yes, series one episode five, uh, and she's back 
to finish. She's she's just getting to her 2000th run streak. I uh, thought you were about to say she's back to finish me off. <laughs> Sorry, Ralph. <laughs> That's not what's happening. Uh, what else, Matt? <laughs> uh, we're also going to be talking about week nine of the uh, showdown. <laughs> Just making another Apple, time Matt. to cut this out, yeah. Better <laughs> <laughs> than ever. Uh, telling us about the part run travels as they ventured off to Rome. And then obviously, uh, Matt, Matthew Taylor, for improvisational comedy. Yeah, we'll save that for the end, shall we? We'll do a special one right at the end, I reckon. Um, good, good. So well, it's um, not really improvisational if you tell him when it's coming. Oh no, you know when it's coming. You know when it's coming. All series, it's not helped him, has it? <laughs> a, few, a few good ones. I mean, mediocre then. I mean, yeah, there's been a few that have been less dumpster fiery than the others. Yeah, anyway, learning about your childhood, being a duck, and then <laughs> you said that were funnier than what you said. You've learned a lot about me and my my mind this series. Mm. It's yeah, it's terrifying and empty. <laughs> very empty. Good, good. Well, let's get on with it, boys. How's your week been, uh, Matty? How's the road to Yorkshire coming? Uh, it's all right. I did a long run on Sunday. It was not not, not at marathon pace. It was just a, an easy 18 mile, but the the weather was just horrific. So I mm. walked somewhere and I, it didn't bother me. I just I walked somewhere. I dog somewhere. I ran somewhere. Just got round it. Uh, managed to get it all in. Uh, but today I did a, a hill hill sprint session, uh, which is it was eight 400 meter hill repeats, and that was just uh, uh, horrific. Uh, but yeah, it's a big, big week this week. Uh, vital week. I said, I think I said it last week on the podcast. Vital week. It says on the uh, on the old plan. Uh, so there's a few few marathon uh, pace runs and then a long one on Sunday, 22 miles with 14 at marathon pace. So yes, it's going to be make or break week, I think. Naughty, naughty, but still feeling good. Feeling good. Apprehensive about the the, the weekend uh, Sunday Sunday's run, but we'll we'll see how it goes and give it a good bash and then. Go from there, maybe readjust, maybe not readjust, but we'll see see how it goes. See how it goes. How about you, mate? Have you managed to go out? Get out done? No. Um no, it's been a bit of a step back, I think. I think I got really excited last week, didn't I? Because we had um I had my run with Ant on, on the Sunday, did my five K and uh, foot was really hurting after it, I think. Probably a little bit too much too soon. I've got getting some pain in like the like the tendon at the is it a tendon at the bottom that runs along the, the base of your foot i don't know but it, it hurts basically so i don't know um i don't know i i think i'm just not as close to to being back as i thought i was but i'm trying to be positive about it i think i'll talk more about kind of my mindset a little bit when we get to the talk about body positivity i think there's probably a little bit of relevancy there with how i'm feeling at the moment but um from a purely kind of performance perspective i think i've just got to get get back to 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 move in it i think that was the problem i think after the football apart from thinking i'll go and do a run i just haven't really done much so i stopped doing the exercises because i got i'm fixed now i'm better and that's not the case so you know yesterday i I went for a nice walk and it felt really good during the walk and then um, did a bit of exercise in in the front room i think i'm going to get back to the gym um this week is the plan um there's one close to work so I'm going to start going to the office a couple of days a week 
um loving work from home helps because i think i realized last week that i um i didn't leave the house monday to friday didn't leave the house so I was watching, I was I was working, but I was also looking after Harper, so I couldn't go into the office. So I'd, I'd, I'd agreed a full week of working from home. I normally go leave a couple of days and because my foot was hurting from the week before, I didn't leave the house. And it's quite scary, isn't it, when you think that, that week can just get away from you. So just trying to be a little bit more positive and focused. Um, yeah, get to the gym, get out for some walks and just see how it goes. Cardiff might, might not happen. Um, just going to take that as it comes, but it is what it is, and I'm just trying to stay positive. But yeah, we'll see where we get to. See where we get to. Sorry, don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Um, um, yeah, but every right, mate. Every right to feel a bit, a bit down and deflated, but it'll come back. You'll, you'll get back to it, mate. Yeah, just feels like it's dragging on a bit. That's all. Mm-hmm. I was, I was hoping I'd be further along than I am now, but you can't predict these things. Your body reacts. It was clearly a really, really bad sprain. Um, uh, so I've just got to get on with it. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. And I've got a very exciting. Uh, something to look forward to, even though I'm not running. That's a, a trip to Berlin to watch uh, to watch the elites, um, of which, of course, JP is part of. Uh, run uh, in a couple of weeks' time. JP, how are you feeling? You're you're almost in the end game now. Yeah, um, I, I'm just ready to get this done. Um, I'm I'm hurting. I, I need a bit of a rest as well. So a bit of a tight Achilles, and a, I think a bit of plantar fasciitis coming on. So I need to get that seen, but I'm not going to do anything until two weeks it's you know by, by the time this goes out it'll be a week and a couple of days we'll be we'll, we'll be on um on german soil and i'm just keen to get it done so yeah yeah i'm sure we'll talk about the great north run in a minute but uh but yeah it, it, i'm just tired really tired. well let's well, well let's move into gnr because i think there's probably two sides of the conversation i think there's a nice little combo that i think we have every year but just just to talk about the great north running in general which i think is a wonderful wonderful event um but before we get into that i think from your own perspective jp it was it was really a case of dig down deep and and get it done wasn't it i think mate yeah i'd, I'd quite like to go and do the great north run where something you know just a normal run where something doesn't happen so the first year i've done the last three the first one it was covid so it was a, a different route which still remains my PB to this day. Then last year was a dead weird one because the Queen died a couple of days before. Yeah, um, so that was a very sombre sort of mood. Um, and then this year we went from tropical conditions and too hot to run to monsoon season in Newcastle. It was, uh, it was, it was biblical. It was, it was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, the, the race itself, it, it's just such a fantastic day, you know, in terms of Half marathons, it's it's up there with the best that, that I've ever done. And, you know, the crowds line the streets like they do every year. And, you know, there were people with ice pops and, you know, coming out with water. And you, you could see that they were on top of the water station. Some people had just gone and bought as much water as they could. So, you know, loads of different types of bottles. And they were just, you know, on, on the street giving them out. So the, the sense of community was uh, was amazing in, in the city. The sense of community with us as well was really present and loads of family guys were there and it wasn't an official meetup or anything but there were at least 10 15 people um that, that met up uh, prior and then afterwards and you know some amazing stories from those guys you know everyone got it done and had to dig in but the run itself was torture it was it was terrible um so i had quite a lofty goal so me and neil both wanted to do sub 30 that's uh, sub 30 but yeah, that would have been a fast one so 130 uh, was was the air goal and after the first 5k that that wasn't going to happen um so we had to kind of reassess um 
and there were a point where I yeah I thought I wasn't going to finish, but uh, but like you said, I dug deep and, and got it done in pretty respectable time. Um, so yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a day for fast times given the heat. To be honest, I think you can add, you can add ten minutes to your time just, just by, yeah. just by the the temperature. But yeah, I think well done for getting it done. But just to circle back around on what you were saying about the community side of things, I think GNR does it. I'd say better than anyone in the UK. I, I I'd even put it higher than London. And I, I know, I know, I, I know it's a bold statement, but here's why: London carries with it a weight of expectation in my opinion you know, it's a world major i know gnr's biggest half marathon in the uk and everything but there's just something about i don't know i've never run it but i get more excited and i can't even tell you why but i get more excited to i watch great north run from start to finish and i get so invested in it every year and, I, and that doesn't happen with London. I'll watch it if it's on the, if I'm not down there. I'll watch if it's on the telly. I'll duck in and out. I'll check how my friends are doing. But I spent, maybe it's because the, the tracking app for GNR is absolutely phenomenal. And I had 30 of you on it. And it there were timing mats every mile. Yeah. Yeah, they do that and, really well. And you could just see what everyone was up to. And I spent, I spent seven hours of my day just looking at little dots on a screen. And then, you know, you're watching the stories and um, the, uh, you know, the, the the feel good kind of the charity stories that are on there as well as you watch it. You get to watch the elites running. It was even bigger deal because it was Mo Farah's last race, which was awesome. Um, there was just so much to it. And I, I don't know. I just I, I don't know why I, I thought to say that. Then that, I, I didn't plan to say that, that I feel it's. There's something about it that, that puts it ahead of London. And I know probably people are going to balk at that a little bit, but it's got something about it. It's got a bit of magic about it, GNR, that yeah. I, I don't I don't see anywhere else. I don't see it at London. I don't see it at Boston. Don't, certainly don't see any of the half marathons. It's just got something. Maybe it's because it's Newcastle and, you know, that Geordie spirit, but there's just something that it's special, isn't it? And you can't quite yeah. put your finger on it because the, the route itself, yeah, it's got the amazing like bits to it, but a lot of it is just hilly and shit. So oh, yeah, you're basically just going down a dual carriageway for yeah, exactly, quite a, exactly. a long time. Exactly. But, but it, it's iconic. It is iconic. You, you, you're definitely mm. right there. And, mm. you know, the extra stories there. So, yeah, it was Moore's last race. But did you see the, the guy that was trying to break the record for the um, kind of solo blind? Uh, amazing. Amazing. Amazing, and, and and you've got to think like like he was he, he did incredible all the way through. He was keeping really good time, but the end for him must have been so hard because yeah. because he get he got into the where the where the streets were lined, and AJ Bell who'd sponsored the bloody ma- the half marathon had given everyone bells to get everyone over the line. So everyone's ringing these bells, and the whole purpose of this guy's challenge was that he couldn't touch his guide so he couldn't make contact with his guide otherwise this record would be null and void so all he could listen to was the sound of these bells and he couldn't hear them and you watched him coming down and he was literally just tentatively picking his steps the perseverance the dedication to do that it's quite it's quite humbling really because you think about what i've just been saying about i've got a poorly ankle and it's making me feel sad and you're like dude that's impressive. Yeah. Or that yeah. hundred and three year old bloke doing it. Yeah. That's impressive. And you know, running's a gift and 
when people still do it when they're faced with such challenge and adversity, it really puts into context how grateful we should be for the fact that we can do it at all. And I think and do you know what? There is a sentence I want to say, but I do want to tell you this story first. Um, so we finished. We've got to talk about the weather after, right? So we finished in the you know 25 degree heat. It was unbearable. There was nowhere at all. And then um, me and Neil went back to 400 metres from the end because that, that's where Paul was waiting for us. So we waited and we saw the rest of the guys home. So I think we we missed um, we missed Barry um, using using Bolt. Um, but then we saw Lockie, we saw Leone, we saw Alon, and we saw a couple of the others go past. And the Red Arrows did a really good um, kind of performance as well, which was phenomenal to see live. We missed out on that for the last couple of years. But then Lockie finished, so we, we got back down to where the beer tent was. And on the way down, I've never seen rain like it. And it just, it, it was fine. And then you could see a bit of a dark cloud, but then bang, it, it was unbelievable. I've never, never experienced anything like it. And then thunder and lightning came. And you know what it's like at these events, you know, the, all the food trucks around and then there's like a beer tent and, you know, quite a few other bits going on. And you can imagine that everyone had just piled into this tent and it, it was literally like sardines uh, all kind of, you know, like wedged in together. There was literally no chance of getting in. Some of the tables that uh, were there, they were almost like uh, benches. People were putting them on top of each other. I think there's a picture of Paul. We have been laid over edge trying to stay with the rain with a bottle of Prosecco. And, you know, the better all got closed and it was just, like I said, it was almost biblical. You know, there were, I think it were a month and a half's worth of rain in an hour. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I'd, I'd have preferred to run in that and then a bit of stuff yeah, afterwards. Yeah. But, you know, you, you can't get it. For all. the beer. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was balmy, wasn't it? And, you know, ferries being called off and the metro grinding to a halt. It was, it was pretty scary stuff, but... It, won't, it was not one people forget in a hurry, is it? No, it just adds to the story, doesn't it? Um, but just going back to, you know, the uh, the 102-year-old runner and the, the, you know, blind record holder now, it just shows that running's for everybody, doesn't it? And I suppose Absolutely. Yeah. a bit of a segue onto body positivity, I guess. Yeah, it's an interesting... I didn't want to walk past it because it came up in, in, in our group chat. So, again, if, you, if you're new to the podcast and you just found us for the first time, we have a community of, of, uh, of runners that we like to call our fart like family and and we have whatsapp groups and and meetups and 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 it came to light just just the subject of body positivity and about um about not feeling body confident and it opened up a really quite vulnerable conversation i think amongst people in the group which was which was really quite in a weird way nice to see because it's it's good that people feel like they can um they can trust the environment and that they can open up but it really does just bring home to me the scars that we carry particularly when you get to our age when you're like 40 plus it's hard to put into context the reality of 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 what good looks like in terms of the way you look and the way you not just body positivity but you know the way you run from a running perspective or the um you know the 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 way you act or your job or you know all these expectations that we have it's amazing to see how just how 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 notched and how scarred we all are um because we're trying to achieve these unachievable goals and I think I think everyone's got it to a certain extent as well. You know, mm. everyone's had their their issues with with their own body, and I think you know the 
the picture that you see on social media sometimes where a lot of these photos are all airbrushed and they're, they're you know put in a certain way to to look a certain way you're constantly second guessing that and thinking well you know should i be looking like that but for me you know everyone's beautiful and they should embrace that and you you know it's tough because people have gone through some stuff in their lives and you know some of the stories that we shared on the group were dead dead difficult to read and mm. um and you know I've, I've had those moments in, in my past as well and i'm sure you guys have as well where you you know you're, you're not happy with a, a certain bulge somewhere or a certain look you know and and it does affect you um but i don't know i, I, I don't know i don't think there is a, a way of getting around that you, you've no. almost got to just grow into your own skin a little bit <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think we're having a conversation to find a solution, but I did think it was important to talk about. And the reason that I thought it was important to talk about, and this isn't to take away from anybody at all, and I'm not looking to focus in specifically on one group rather than another, because body positivity impacts everybody and, and self-image impacts everybody. But one thing that I'd never really thought about until I was giving it a really good bit of my mind after that conversation that opened up yesterday was when it comes to body positivity in women it's spoken about regularly and the big strap line that comes with it is that women are given an unrealistic expectation to achieve so like jp just said you know the airbrushed supermodel who is seen as a sex symbol an aspiration and if you don't look like that you are somehow less that is awful like it because because it is complete like you said it's completely unachievable there'll always be something you can't photoshop real life right so you'll never get there and so and even if you do there'll always be something else so there'll always be another ring and that's just big business and you know big cosmetic and and just just pushing that down your throat to sell you their products and it's horrible that that's the world we live in but one thing i hadn't really thought about until i self-reflected a little bit was i think it's different for men because i don't think we're encouraged to look like a supermodel i think it's shoved down our throats that we shouldn't care and I think when we do care, it makes us feel like we're, it, we're made to feel like we're less of a man. Because you should, because as a man, you should be bold, you should be brave, you should be confident. You shouldn't give a shit what anybody thinks about you because you're a man. But if you do compare yourself to somebody or you do feel lesser because somebody else is a different way, I think it's almost look down on it's not that we, we're told we want we're supposed to get there it's that we're thought less of if if we're not happy with who we are i don't know aren't, aren't they aren't they old idealistic so you've just said of being bold and brave and all that sort of stuff isn't it, isn't it more acceptable now for men to be emotional and and to, to show the feelings and stuff like that and like you said to care how they how they feel or how they look or whatever think aspirationally yes do i think with a real in reality absolutely not no. i i i don't think men's mental health is anywhere near where it should be i think it's great that we're starting to scratch the surface of having conversations as men about how we feel mm. but i still think that society is geared in a way that it's very difficult to find people to listen 
I, I totally agree. You know, do you, you look at suicide being one of the main killers of men in, in this country and, you know, big strides have been made and communities like this mean that people can talk a little bit more. Um, but there's a hell of a long way to go. And yeah, I, I do I do see where you're coming from because I've definitely had those thoughts before, like, like I alluded to, you know, there's, there's been times when I've looked in a mirror and thought, what is that? And, you know, you, you've almost gone too far the other way to kind of correct it, if, if for want of a better way of putting it. And, you know, if you can't quite get the, you know, the chest or the biceps of a guy that you see on men's health, then you've failed. And, and that's not true. Mm. But, it's it's, it's yeah. exactly the same, exactly the same consequence, I think, as as, as what the girls go through. And I, I just, I don't know, I just, I just feel like maybe... I'm hoping that maybe by us just chatting about it a little bit and maybe showing a little bit of vulnerability and and I'll, and I'll be quite open in saying that I'm really unhappy with the way I look at the moment. I've put a lot of weight on since I stopped running. Um, my diet's been absolutely atrocious. I've been drinking quite a lot um, and I've put a lot of weight on. And from a, both a mental and a physical perspective, I'm I'm really down. I, I, I'm not happy with myself. I don't feel attractive. I don't feel um, like I add value. I, I don't. I don't feel like I can do the things I want to do. I, I feel so far away from a running perspective from where I want to be. Um, I feel like I'm missing out on things because of that. Um, it's all like a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. It capitulates and snowballs. And I don't know. I just. I feel like maybe it was wonderful to see both men and women in our group chat talking about their experiences but just from a personal perspective I sometimes feel I felt in the past like maybe I wouldn't be comfortable saying that is the point I'm trying to get to and I don't know whether that's because I'm a man or whether it's because of my personality but the cogs were just turning a little bit and I was just thinking a little bit about it and I just I wanted to say that today openly I feel this way and I'm not happy and and, and that's because I don't feel like I look the way I, sh- I should look and that it's fine to feel that way. You shouldn't feel that way because you like JP said, everyone's beautiful. Everyone's amazing in their own ways. We're all on a journey. There's, there isn't really a destination. That's the I think everyone everyone's got this like fallacy that there's a there's a destination. So there's a mountain top to get to. There's no mountain top. It's just a big, long fucking road. And then we die. And and I know I know it sounds dead morbid, but I think when you realise that, you, you realise that it's not about getting to the mountain top; it's about enjoying the road while we get to stay on it. And I think that switching mindset is certainly what I'm trying to employ. And we chatted a little bit, we chatted a little bit already, haven't we, about the gym and 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 doing some bits? But I don't want to do them because I want to look a certain way. I want to do them to make me feel better. I'm not trying to climb a mountain. I'm just trying to enjoy my journey. Um, but yeah, it's a weird one. There's no answer, is there? There's, there's I no think answer. even looking down the spec, even looking down the spectrum for the people, the people that are supermodels, they are big and got strong muscles, and they're, they're, they're quite well looking with their biceps and whatever else they've got. Even those people will have those insecurities. Yeah, that's not quite big enough. It's not quite. So no matter where you are on that spectrum, you're always going to have them doubts about yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and let's be honest. The skin that you're in, I suppose. 
Yeah. It, it's miserable being that in shape. I, I know a few <laughs> bodybuilders and they, they go through hell to look like that. It's not a nice place to be, you know, they're, they're calorie counting to the to the nth degree and to shred weight to look like that, you, you're talking about having a, a highly restrictive diet and it's no fun for that photo, for that one photo. Yeah. So you know you, you're right with that, man. Um, everyone, but, everyone know. has a everyone has a sacrifice, and everyone has a demon. And yeah. it, it, and I think there's maybe an element of maybe a takeaway message of it is that it's a really good point, Matt, and and, and JP to, to kind of curtail away from it that like we do. I think that even in our darkest, weakest moments we unwittingly and unwillingly and often subconsciously pass judgment on others. They look a certain way, therefore they're better off than me. But when you think about what you're actually saying, you're saying that they're perfect and therefore their issues don't matter. You don't mean it. Of course you don't mean it because all you're thinking about is how bad you feel. But if you flip that narrative and think, would you say that to somebody? Would you dismiss their their insecurities and their things that they don't like about themselves because they have something that you aspire to have you wouldn't would you it's all just human when none of us are purposefully mean purposefully cruel so i don't know i feel like you know that's that's probably a good way to curtail it though that you know we're all here to bring each other up and my dms are always open if anyone ever wants to talk and you know i know that you you've just buried your soul a little bit there off um, but you know, this conversation carries on offline and you know, we're, mm. we're all here and we're all in it together because, like you said, life's hard. You know, we've, we've got to help each other out where we can. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And with that being said, it probably leads us nicely into our conversation with an old pal. So um, she's back. Uh, it's a third appearance on the What the Fartlet podcast. She was, of course, our Series 1, Episode 5 guest. Helped us an awful lot in the early goings. Um, and she returned for our first ever International Women's Day episode, which um, the girls uh, managed incredibly and have done so on an annual basis ever since. Um, uh, that is, of course, Rab Dylan. She's uh, just hit 2,000 days on her run streak. Um, yeah, it was good to catch up. We've not spoke for a while. It's a slightly different format to what you might expect. Um, if you listen to this week in, week out, and, and, you've, and you're used to a format from the guests. We we know Rav's story. We didn't want to revisit that. We didn't want to rehash it and just make it the same thing again. So we talked about what she's been up to, and we spoke about the run streak, but we also speak about, um, about online, the online running community and the darker side of it um, without trying to... I didn't ever get the impression from Rav that she was trying to, I don't know, uh, uh, point fingers or make accusations. But she speaks very openly and honestly about the impact um, that that the online trolling has had on her and can have on people. Um, and I thought it was very, very good of her to do so. Um, and she, she spoke in a very balanced and a very kind way. Um, but she also talks about her own... Um, uh, development into finding communities, the people that that fit in with her, and um, and and, and that, that meet her values and, and what she wants to get out of running and, and out of friendships and uh, and it was a really nice conversation. We also talked about diversity and representation in running. Um, it's a good half an hour that flew by with with a good pal. So um, hopefully people enjoy it, and I think we should probably go over and uh, and have a little listen. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's go. 
Right then, you lot, it is time for our last guest of Series 11. Now, normally this is where I would try to big up who I'm speaking to with a well thought out and planned intro, but my guest today needs no introduction. I'm going to try and do it a little bit anyway, though. Uh, an OG who we've not spoken to since back in 2020, but we thought it would be worth getting her back on as she has just hit an incredible 2000 day run streak. Plus, it's selfishly just a chance to chat to an old pal. Uh, let's get straight into it today. I am talking to the incomparable Rav Bill and Rav. How have you been, my friend? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Thank you. How's your week going so far? Managed to get out for a run today? Yeah, I was majorly disappointed. I actually wanted a refund of my run today because I have had some amazing sun, sunrises this week. Um, I've been chasing sunrises, in fact. Um, yesterday's was possibly the most mind-blowing sunrise I have seen this entire year, possibly entire run streak. Um, it was, you know, like it looked otherworldly. It was so magic. Mm-hmm. So I went out the same time today. We've been having incredible weather, you know, second chance summer has hit us. And I went out there and no word of a lie, it was foggy as anything. Couldn't see a thing. I was like, I want a refund. If I've got up at like half five, I want a, re- I want a decent sunrise. Absolutely. Much, Absolutely. I, I presume the letter of complaint has been has been lodged. Yeah, you know, as per usual. I mean, I like winning anyway. But. Yeah, I was going to say. Just, and we're giving you a platform to do so. So listen, it is, this is going to be a little bit of a different one to normal. People are maybe uh, used to hearing guests on the show and used to a similar format, asking, you know, how you got into running and tell me about your first race. But we've done all that, haven't we? But it has been a long time since we caught up. I'm not here to rehash the past. I'm not here to redo an old episode. If people want to listen to the Rav Billen origin story, they can go back <laughs> to series one, episode five. And we've already pointed out in this in the preamble that they do need to go back and do that because you've uh, you've fallen down the top ten charts, haven't you? Know you what? I have, and I'm really the only reason. No one needs to listen to my ramblings anyway. But if there was any reason I could implore anyone just to download it, you don't even need to listen to it. It's just so that I could knock my mate John Flynn off the number one spot because you know he's really annoying he is really annoying isn't he he's, and he's really got annoying. he's got two episodes that are both pretty popular to be fair but... I can't understand why I mean he's all right in person kind of mm, mm, I mean I saw him yeah. a few weeks ago he was all right yeah yeah he's he's a good egg his dog's Rory's better though anyway come on let's get into it so um yeah we're not going to rehash everything go back let's see from episode five bump Rav's numbers put John Flynn to the sword um but what we do want to talk about is what's been happening in the interim because your story is very interesting you march the beat of your own drum you've got a very unique running story you you do it how you want to do it and you've done an awful lot since we spoke last time let's focus in probably on the the flagship the big thing that's been going on in your life recently and that is a certain milestone when we spoke to you back in 2020 you were probably somewhere around the thousand day of your run streak we have now just hit 2000 so for anyone who doesn't know talk to me a little bit about about the run streak and why it's there and what it means to you and and just how important this 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 2000 is gosh I mean like in reality I mean okay so anyone that doesn't know me I make a big song and dance out of literally everything because 
you know if I can celebrate something and I can make a bit of a noise then I will just because you know it's a waste of a day if we don't um and running for me is very much a privilege the fact that we are able to move that we have active bodies that we have that choice we have the ability to do so not everyone does so for me I mean the reason the run streak is still carrying on is because it brings me what I need from it you know you know as what you know I've spoken about it before I'm not competitive races don't mean much to me unless it's something that I really want to do and it's got a personal story attached to it yeah I run for how it makes me feel I love those 30 minutes of me time every single day come rain or shine snow I mean this year has been the most batshit crazy weather um, that we have ever had. I have run through some incredible scenes, but um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I like how it makes me feel. I like the fact that it's just me. 90% of the time I'm on my own. I've really taken to running on trails massively now. I don't really enjoy running on the roads. And also running on the roads doesn't bring me the same enjoyment that I guess the trails are so yeah I'm still running um I am as surprised as everybody else is um yes collectively 2000 seems like a huge number but in reality it's just a little made up mostly of lots of little runs every day every day is a new day and I don't know if the next day is ever going to happen so and, and and is that the mindset still for you that almost the the, the forest gumpian approach of one day you might just not feel like running and it'll yeah. stop but until that day happens then we'll keep on keep on plodding yeah so like I've had uh I had I've had an IT band injury which almost if I hadn't had such an amazing physio uh yeah the run streak would have finished um my yeah so I've, I've had a few instances where it's been really close and it's been like okay but I have to weigh up the pros and the cons on that, you know, if it's still bringing me something really powerful mentally and emotionally, then I think, you know, yeah, I, I'm still carrying on for now. It's it's making me happy. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have thought about finishing it a couple of times. The last time I've always said when the fun stops, I stop. Um, or obviously if I like break my leg and it's fallen off or something, you know something quite or something personal happens um my daughter had a very serious accident last year and she was in France um and I had to fly out and the only reason the run streak carried on the next day was because it was the quickest way for me to get to the scene of her accident to go and have a look at it because uh as a mum that's what you do you you want to go and see where your child was really seriously injured I don't know it helped me come to terms with what had happened so that's the that's the last time the run streak was possibly where I'd been like okay I'm, I'm gonna stop now um but if anything it's helped me cope with the yeah. good stuff and the bad stuff <laughs> yeah and you, you talked about um motivation for running but just then and, and we've spoke about this at length in the past and you're not competitive and racing isn't really high up on your agenda and it doesn't surprise me at all that you've transitioned into the trails because they are a more scenic 
personal, isolated, whatever you want to call it, environment. When we last spoke, we were in the throes of, of lockdown. And I've spoke to a lot of people about lockdown and what it meant to them. And you get very different experiences from talking to you. It felt almost cathartic in the sense of it gave you an opportunity to run the way you wanted to run without maybe outside criticism or observation or judgment 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 that's the word I'm looking for yeah absolutely thank you so how's how has that changed at all so when when the world opened up after lockdown I I know that you have done some races how did you find that adjustment that maybe was slightly out of what you originally wanted from running um I still feel the same about racing I'm not gonna lie um the morning like so since we've last spoken I have done two races um which leads me to a grand total of five races in six years of running (laughs) um and each one has been at each distance so I've done like a 5k a 10k a half uh but since we've spoken um I've now actually done London Marathon which was like massive life it was um and yeah recently I've done an ultra marathon um on trail Mm. which was absolutely amazing but yeah I still feel that same level of oh my goodness I really don't want to go to a race I get a little I mean for someone who is a social butterfly in every other way I still feel now like even today I feel like an imposter in running world Mm. I don't really feel like if you like especially in an online space when I'm out there on my own or if I'm out with friends 100% I feel so comfortable running with people that I want to run with or people that have in my opinion similar interests or shared values as me um but yeah there is there is a level of anxiety I don't feel comfortable running even now with uh, lots of people I don't know I feel like a fraud and a fake I don't know I don't feel like I belong because I don't I I don't fit that mold of a conventional runner you know like most people are really interested in speeds and times and races and and park run <laughs> and yeah, I we're not we're not getting into the park, we're not park, getting run, into park no. run no but I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. not um, everyone loves it not everyone and it's not for everyone you know so you know the last thing someone like me would want to do is go and turn up to somewhere where I didn't know a lot of people and suddenly I I had to yeah it's not for me but something that has changed since lockdown is I am running with far more friends than I've ever run before um so I'm much more open to the idea yeah um and most weeks I will run with at least one person or with a couple of friends and we'll go on a mini adventure um that's really good fun I really really enjoy those and and so you should as well do you find that maybe that is in a way you wrestle in that control and ownership of running back that you are doing it the way you on your agenda the way you want to do it that it's not it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be park run does it, it doesn't have to be no. a race it doesn't have to be a big event it's and and, and the reason I bring it up is because you know, we have kind of thrown ourselves into this conversation because you are an old friend and it's just, and I'm forgetting we're recording at times. But, you know, if people didn't listen to your first episode, if people don't follow you on social media, this might be a little bit of a 
a bitty kind of uh, insight into you. But I do think it's really important just to circle around on the fact that you do represent a less vocal section of the running community who might not conform to this ideology of, like you said, times of park, going to Parkrun every Saturday, of what, always looking for the next race, the next distance, the next challenge in that setting. But you're not alone. And I'm hoping that people listening to this will listen to you because you do speak passionately and positively and proudly and, and, and unabashedly. And, and take a little bit of kind of inspiration and, and, and comfort from the fact that there are people out there who who do it for a certain reason. That's why I made that point, because it feels to me like you're doing it on your agenda, not on somebody else's. Yeah. So I think if we roll it back. So after um, after lockdown kind of opened, you know, um, yeah, I think I, I realised that I had um, the opportunity now to, to do things my way. Um, I came up against a lot of criticism online. Online life is strange. Yeah. Um, I know I have um, a lot of friends online, but there are a lot of people who I clearly rub up the wrong way because I don't fit into this little box. Um, and I also don't give a flying fuck about that because it took me to a very dark place when I allowed it to. Um, you know, online trolling is not nice. Bullying is not nice. We, I don't like a lot of people. I don't expect people to like me. But if I don't like you, I stay away from you because I don't want your vibes infecting me <laughs> because I don't like you. Whereas I can't understand that mindset of, well, I don't like you, so I'm going to make it really difficult for you. Mm. And there was a very small period of time where um and I know I said I was going to be really upbeat in in this one because life but yeah there was a moment in time last year where the people online a very small section of running people made it very difficult for me and I mentally was going through a lot of other stuff and having that in your phone suddenly you realize that you can't get away from it and people say things and they think it's really funny and you block everybody and what they don't realize is they're impacting you so negatively and I basically went into this downward spiral and it was really hard juggling this I try and you know I try and stay as genuine as I can online but it was really hard actually I just went quiet because I didn't know what to say because it felt like no matter what I was saying it was wrong so yeah I do feel like now I've found myself properly like I genuinely don't care if you like me or you don't like me or you want to say stuff you don't want to say stuff I'm very much me you know like it or lump it well a lot of us do like it and we're glad that you have found that and it's it's a hot it, it is horrible and, and from experience myself in some small way I can I can empathize I think the key thing that it all boils down to with with online trolling for me is that somebody feels that somebody else is not worthy of recognition they're receiving whatever it might be for and and yeah. that's what I think it always boils down to it's rightly not. wrongly justified unjustified whatever it's always about I don't think you deserve to have what you have and I'm going to be vocal about it 
And I think if people could put the head above that parapet and see beyond the the damage that it causes, beyond that sense of needing a bit of justice because I don't think you deserve what you have, then... You know what? What can? I'm a mid-40s... <laughs> 43 but we're going to pretend mm. that I'm 27 okay well, yeah no. I'm 27 we'll, cu- we'll cut this we'll cut this okay, JP will cut it, yeah. but you know I'm like a middle-aged mum of three teenage kids I don't compete like well you know like I'm not competitive when it comes to running I'm not fast there is zero percent of me that is threatening to anyone else's existence mm. like I'm not I don't know I don't know I don't know but anyway so yeah that that wasn't such a great thing but yeah. Um, I did find a community of running people who are, all I can say is they completely came around. I found running punks at a point in my own little running life. I don't want to use the word journey because journey is so cliche. But um, yeah, I came across this group of like misfits and rebels and non-conformists who have this complete passion for running and this obsession with music which is me down to a T um so yeah I kind of came across them and you know we've got people who are very introverted people who are quite quiet got people who are really loud in your face like me (laughs) that's gonna say which (laughs) one are you if you've noticed but I love having a selfie Mm. I mean I think I even stopped you on London Marathon Day cheering and I was yeah holding me up by that point (laughs) there's a selfie of us with JP and um uh Neil yeah oh Neil that was it oh gosh yeah so yeah I mean they came along at the right time and I feel like because there are no rules I feel totally at ease with all of them um and a lot of my friends are now running punks obviously not just solely running punks but um like my ultra marathon was with like a group of them and we did it together we trained together but they they took away some of the fear and anxiousness I had around running in groups um like I really enjoy running with them and I th- but it also then opened the door up for me to run with other friends that yeah. I probably would have felt a little bit like oh I'm not quite good enough to run with them you know or like they're really fast or they can run really far and wonder what they'll think of me now I'm just like well they know I'm an idiot they know I measure my runs per selfie per mile which to me is way more of a better measure than minutes per mile mm-hmm Kilometres per mile don't exist in my world because that's just a really silly way of working out distance. Um, <laughs> I don't know what, I, when someone says to me they've done 42k, I'm like, what does that even mean? What <laughs> does that even mean? How I don't many know selfies? To congratulate you or to like, like, I don't know, I don't know. How, is that meant to take like 12 hours? Is that meant to take half an hour? I don't know what that means. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like, so I've realised that people realise when they're running with me it's we have just such a good laugh we laugh a lot so all I can say is that yeah I have a lot of fun running now with friends good good and it's it sounds like a a catalyst to to you finding that self-confidence not only to run with people but we've talked about you know the dark side of 
of, of running and the online running community in particular. And it's certainly, I think, when you find people in your corner and when you find like-minded souls who will go to war for you, um, it's easier to let go of the uncontrollables, isn't it? Yeah. And also self-acceptance. Yeah. Um, knowing that you actually have nothing to prove because mm-hmm. the opinion of others that you wouldn't uh, someone once said to me if you wouldn't ask for advice from that person then their opinion should not bother you and I thought actually that's that's so damn true because yeah. you know again it's just one of those strange things but yeah I'm incredibly grateful for the people that I've come across in running generally um there's just so many amazing characters and so many inspiring stories that make me want to feel like I want to better myself. Um, so as much as I'm not competitive and do lots of races, obviously I want to improve every so often, um, which is, you know, I have a crazy idea and I'm like, oh, that sounds really stupid. Let's try that. <laughs> so, yeah, currently it's it's lots of hills and lots of elevation <laughs> and lots of miles um, and trying not to break whilst run streaking and learning how to do that I feel like I'm learning about myself and the run streak is evolving as I'm evolving if that makes sense yeah it absolutely does now you talked about self-acceptance and there is a question that I'd, I'd like to ask and please feel free to answer it to whatever level you'd, you'd like um, when we very very first started talking all the way back in October of 2020 you did talk about your entry into running and how because of your heritage because of your gender that that maybe it was more difficult not as accessible you didn't see as many people like you the, the representation isn't isn't there has that changed over the last three years have you found um funnily enough we had this I had this conversation with um my friends after the ultra um and I said to them when we finished, I was like, I was literally the only Indian girl there. Yeah. Like I was the only brown face in terms of Asian brown. Yeah. Um, and there was one other um, guy that I saw. But other than that, no, not really. And so but whereas London Marathon was completely different London Marathon was like the biggest rainbow celebration of human civilization on the planet um and it felt just absolutely epic um uh but yeah I still think there is there is a lot to do it has changed you know online I can see it but obviously I don't go to races so I, I won't see it will I um but from what I can see on my online pages there are way more more friends who are out there racing who have taken up running or have taken up cycling um so i think it's changing i just think it's changing really really slowly mm. yeah 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 it is and, and and it's one of those where it's quite hard to, to offer input as a as a white man isn't it to, the, the, other than just to try to be supportive and 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 and, and to advocate the joy of running to anyone whoever they are but um, it is certainly nice to see people flying the flag, pushing for change uh, and championing causes, which which you do and have done wonderfully in your own unique and not forced way. So very, very proud of you. Mate. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to celebrate the fact that I'm different uh, rather than it be a big like 
sword that I bash people up with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we should celebrate what makes us different. I, you know, I am British, but I'm also Indian. That, I can't change that, and nor do I want to. Um, no. And I proudly represent where I come from. You know, I'm Punjabi. I listen to Punjabi music. Um, I listen to a lot of music, to be fair. <laughs> um, but every so often, it's kind of nice to be able to to share some of the, the stuff I'm listening to and to share some of the, you know, like, oh, I mean, you know, from a lot of the stuff I share online every so often if I'm putting an Asian outfit on I love sharing that because I'm like oh this is another side of me you know yeah, yeah. no love it um let's let's talk about plans then so apart from continuing to fly the flag and champion all things RAV um apart from more running punks and more hills are there any goals on the horizon I mean I imagine no I mean no no, no park runs or road races signed up <laughs> for but what what's next what's next i mean there there is something in the pipeline brewing there always is i can't yeah it's you isn't it yeah so it's me like if i so the ultra for me this year was like 32 miles in the peak district oh with like four thousand feet of elevation it was just crazy but i did a lot of training there we did a lot of recce runs super prepped you know i felt like on race day I was as ready as I was ever going to be um, and I finished with buckets of energy so I finished and I was literally skipping at the end you know this it blows my mind actually trail running and ultra running literally blows my mind like how, how is that possible how can you be finished at 32 miles and still be like skipping around so there was still stuff left in the tank so I am thinking of going slightly bigger. <laughs> right. OK. And I, I assume that we're being vague on purpose. We can't we can't get a worldwide exclusive for just no, how far and just how much elevation Rav is taking on next. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the elevation and the distance will be there together. I do think my body may break, <laughs> yeah. um, but it may be the death of the run streak because of it. So, yes. and, I, and I have made peace with that. And I did. I did after London, you know, the next day I had decided I wasn't going to run. I hadn't really made a huge issue out of it, but I was like, the day after London, I proved as a run streaker, I can, I can do distance. I can, I can run marathons. Um, I'm going to hang up my run streak boots. And then the following day, I didn't run, I didn't run, didn't run. It got to 10 o'clock and this is 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, and bearing in mind, this is October because the marathons were in October then for London. Um, I was like, right, I've got this itch. I'm not done yet. So I laced up and I went straight back out again <laughs> and I ran. Um, but obviously I'm really comfortable running with it in the dark. So, yep. you know, it didn't, it didn't bug me. And then I thought, OK, this ultra is going to break me. So I had decided in my head, OK, got to make peace with the fact that the next day I may not be able to run. But I ran. So I was like, okay. And obviously I, I still am now. But this next challenge that I haven't a hundred percent committed to yet, which is why we can't say it. Mm -hmm. um, if I if I do decide to do it, I have to realise that I probably am gonna break myself doing it. Because, you know, there are limitations. I just don't know what they are yet. And that's the fun, isn't it? And it is. if 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 the goal is to end the run streak by finding out 
what is required to end the run streak, then that's quite poetic in its own way, isn't it? It is. And and also, if I'm going to end it, I would love to end it by doing something that I really wanted to do. Yeah. You know, I because I, I, I chose to do that. That was my goal. So if you end it by doing something you really want to do, then surely that's that's got to be the right way. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I'm very excited to find out what it is. If people, <laughs> You're going to bug me now. I am. Oh, yeah. You. Constantly. I'm just, I'm just going to be sending you race ideas. Is this the one? Is this the one? Uh, just just so I can show up and watch and point at you while you're All running. I did was, all I say is I saw it and then I sent it to my mate and I said, we're doing this one. And she was like, no, we're not. And I said, yes, we are, because you're my running wife and you are going to be running this with me. And she was like, no, but are we really? (laughs) (laughs) What's this space? I've just, well, I've just announced on what the fuck, like podcast, but we're definitely doing it. So I have to do it now, wouldn't I? Committed. (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, uh, if people want to find out what it is, when it is, I'm sure you're slightly more elusive posts on social media they are still forthcoming when they're needed so where can people find you to give you a follow if they want to do so um on i'm still calling it twitter i don't give a flying fuck if they're calling it x or whatever or x-men or i don't know whatever elon's whatever yep. um <laughs> ralph dylan on instagram and on twitter yeah that's me yeah, and we will find you there. Now, listen, uh, we've hit 30 minutes on the nose uh, without even looking at the clock. So it was lovely talking to you, mate. Thank you so much for uh, for giving up a bit of your time to come around and, and, have, and have a chat with an old pal. Um, before I let you go, is there anyone we've not mentioned, anyone you want to say hello to, anything at all we've missed? Uh, no, other than, yeah, I just hope everyone that's listening that feels like maybe something that I've said has resonated today is just run to the sound of the beat of your own drum because really there are no rules um and you know run for the feels run for the views run for the adventures run for whatever your goals are if speed is your goal run for speed you know run all the races collect all the parkrun tokens if you want to Um, you're not supposed to to take the tokens home raf Okay, whatever. <laughs> no, rebels. <laughs> I've never been. I wouldn't know this, okay? Yeah, that's fair. But, that's fair. Um, Mar- Marco Del Wazio will be absolutely crying you know with anger right now. He will, but that makes me quite happy. Mm. Um, yeah, silver lining. Yeah, like, and literally the only other thing I would say is if, if running is not your thing, just find what you love. Just do it often. Love and it. That's it. Can't do better than that. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and that, my fine four-foot duck walkie friend, uh, that was Rav again. What do you reckon? Great to have him back on. Yeah, like an old friend, an old favourite. Uh, coming up to it, well, done a, a two thousand run streak, um, and big things to come from a bit by the sounds of it. Uh, she's like thinking about ending a run streak by doing something massive that she just doesn't want to tell us about. So yeah, good yeah. luck with that. <laughs> obviously, obviously, we're not that special, are we, Matt? If we don't get an exclusive, um, but regardless, and and I think the, the the message is quite nice from her, which is this has obviously been going on for years and years and years. But she's like, eh, when it ends, it ends. Mm. It just, just I'll find, I'll, I'll get on to the next thing, and that's cool too. So it's a pretty good attitude, to have, I think, and uh, it's nice of her. Also a good attitude to have is trying to beat John Flynn to his, his, his beat his L time records on his on podcast. She wants to get yeah. to number one. 
Yeah, she she really she really has it in for John Flynn, doesn't she? Which can't understand why he's such a delightful chap. Uh, JP, enjoy it. Yeah, series one, episode five, just um, so we can get that that record beat, and that'd be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the actual you know the consistency to get out for that many days, and even through you know the personal stuff that she she went through, it's just it's it's a staggering achievement. Yeah, been such a good egg, isn't she? She she is, and and I think it's a it's a good reflection of how you know if your frame running the right way, it can be such a positive thing in your life. It can be such an enabler to help you get through the other stuff. If you frame it the wrong way, it can be a barrier and it can be a burden. It can be an albatross. But if it's all down to how you frame it and how you get out of it, what what you need to get out of it. And Rav's obviously it's been a port in the storm for her at some pretty tough times. So. It's lovely to see, and it was lovely to have her back on. Um, do you know who else I'm looking forward to seeing? Back from the jet-setting adventures. Ben and Emma, obviously. They're back from Rome. Ben and Emma, how are we doing? Buongiorno. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Pl- 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 plenty of new words you've learned, Ben, while you've been away. Um, ciao. Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, you don't need, you're, you're back now. It's done, isn't it? You don't need to learn. You're finished. Okay. I was going to speak the whole partner segment in Italian, but if you don't want it, that's fine. Don't worry. Nah, yeah, it's all right. We know you can do it, Ben. We just, yeah. we just yeah. don't need to. We just don't need to. It was you know, like Borat as well, though, wasn't it? There was, it, it was a bit Borat, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Borat. I do a pretty good Borat impression. <laughs> I can tell. You just did it then. Um, uh, good. Uh, so, of course, you are speaking... Bora Italian, uh, because you've just been to Rome. We spoke to you from Rome last week, um, but now you're back. It was before Saturday. Mm-hmm. Park it was past. Yes. La, La Parkrun, El Parkrun. No, El is. It's, oh, I'm just Spanish. I'm going to shut up. I was Parkrun this week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Parkrun was good. Parkrun was good. So it was right at the end of our holiday. We obviously flew out Sunday and then we flew back Sunday. So it was right at the end. We had to wait for it. And uh, worth the wait, I suppose. Um, I mean, that's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. It wasn't the best Parkrun, but we'll get to that. Um Morning started fine. We got on the tube and we we were in tube station, weren't we? And this uh, random bloke approached us. Are you, are you going to park run, mate? Uh, that's an Aussie accent, by the way. Um, I was going to say. Um, still sounded a bit like Borat. I can do a more Borat Australian if you want. I tried that time. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so um, he uh, he asked us if we were going to park run, and he's a he's a a big park runner in Australia. He was telling us all about park runs in Australia, and he's he's over here on what a ten week journey. And he was like, oh, my mates are well jealous. So I'm uh, I'm going to park run. Oh, he's doing the accent again. Going three, mate. Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I love that he's like, yeah, I'm classy as well. Yeah, yeah. Eight out of ten. Just, Ben's a vibe, man. Be more Ben. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got the tube with him, didn't we? We had a good odd nitter natter with him, and he was a nice enough bloke. And then we, he got off the metro, and it's like five minute walk down straight roads, and you're in the park. Um, and we walked down the little hill, and there it was, the flag and a load of cones and. Few people in high V's and they're already friendly, weren't they? Yes, they were really friendly. They love tourists, though. They absolutely love them. So immediately they're like, "Do you mind 
we'd, they'd got a lady who was also from Australia. Yep. I think she lives there now. And they said, they're getting her to translate and chat to us and say, we're going to do a little interview. They have a blog. Emma, on- Emma, oh, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound like an Australian accent to me. Be more Ben. <laughs> あ、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、
proper paint B- line. BB style, Derek style, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Good. It was a proper paint me like one of your French girls pose that he was doing just with his camera up there as well and uh, getting good action shots. And I mean, the field was dusty. There was little bits of grass on it. Um, the, we were warned that we might see sheep. We didn't see sheep. Um, and it's just, it's literally around the perimeter. And there was no shade except one corner where you got shade for maybe 20 metres, which was quite nice for that 20 metres. But everybody went out too fast. Everybody just decided to go bombing it at the front. Um, no, no, he went at the front. Um, and no, it's not everybody then, is it? I said everybody at the front, shut up. Um, so there were loads of people who went bombing out at the front and I must have been about 20th after the first lap and then in the second lap they just all started dying. I was just like running past them, it was, which I quite enjoy sometimes. I'm not really competitive, but it was quite funny to watch, to be honest. Um, what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? I didn't say a word. Nothing. I'm not really competitive. And I, yeah, well, that's shown in the summer showdown, JP. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That, was, that was cold-blooded. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Unless you put me on a football pitch, then I get a bit angry. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it was it was quite fun to run, and then you get a little hill at the end, and you do your loop, and and that was it. I mean, it wasn't really the most picturesque. It wasn't the most exciting. Um, but it was just a lovely day and lovely to be in a different country and I'd already done Italy but that was your first Italian one so that's nice that we now had gone, gone to the same amount of different countries and done park run and um, and, and so, sorry sorry Ben um, you might I, can't, I don't know if you said this or if I've just missed it was it called Rome Park Run or was it did it have a different name in, in Rome Caffarella Park Run Caffarella there's two. I think the other one's called Pin- Pinetto. Sophie will correct me on that one, I'm sure. Um, that's That one's in the northwest of the city. This one's in the southeast of the city. And it's the much easier one to get to, apparently, on the metro. So we, we just opted for that. Yeah. Um, and it's the one that you see, tend to see the name of the most in these tourist groups, etc. Probably for that reason. But... Uh, but yeah, it was fine. It's, it's another another part run done, and I jumped in at the end and started barcode scanning. I'd, I'd spoken to Marcelo in the week and said, "Does he need a barcode scanner?" I wanted to. I volunteered in every country I've run a park run in, apart from Italy. So I'm glad that he let me do that. So that was quite nice, and uh, yeah, it was good fun, wasn't it? And then I sorted all the tokens, and uh, off we went, and we we uh, had a great run. You enjoyed yours, didn't you? Yeah, that's the first like non-stop 5k I've ran since I picked up a bit of an injury. I decided to just cling on to the back of a couple of Italians who were just chatting away to each other. I had no idea what they were saying to each other, but it kind of helps just listening to people chatting while you're running. Um, yeah, so that was good. Mm. Um, yeah, there's not really much to say. The, the, the run director was really nice. He let us, it, it said on the page, no toilets, no facilities, but... The run director owns, like, does all the maintenance in the park, and he's got a little um, fenced bucket. off. Yeah, yeah bucket, no. Um, he's got a fenced off, like, area, which he was like, if you want to use the toilet, you want to use the toilet. So that was quite nice. Um, it was an actual building with a toilet. It wasn't just a fenced off area. Yeah. <laughs> <Just a wall. laughs> 
And uh, and yeah, that, that was park run. It's, it's, I'd say go and do it if you're over there. But I think I feel like the other one might be a bit more scenic. I'm not sure, but it's another international one done. Another tick in Italy, and uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately we're not going to be in as glamorous a country this weekend. Yeah, it's almost going to be the polar opposite. If, if Rome's the capital of culture, you're very much the opposite, isn't it, next week? Oh, let's, let's calm down a little bit there. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, come on, mate. I love you, but Burnley is pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're It's a lovely place. It's lovely. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the sheep. There's toilets and everything. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fenced off area. Yeah, There's the, a, main, the main oh, selling point. All in straight lines from back in the old cotton days, didn't they? they used to make cotton in Burnley. When you're sitting big biggest stand of the football stadium looking over where dugouts are, you can just see rows of houses in straight lines and it's uh, so, yeah. to to be fair, Turf Moor has got a nice view from the stand that JP's got his season tickets in that I've sat in when I've gone with him. That view looking out because the stand opposite is a little bit lower, so you've got that kind of like raised up bit and you're looking out over Lancashire. It is it is quite nice. It's just when you get outside and there's like people throwing up on their shoes and trying to stab you, that's where it gets a bit crap. Nice, nice. Well, unfortunately, we won't be going to Turf Moor on Saturday, so I'm sorry about no, that. No. Hopefully, 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 it's a bit less stabby at Park Run. It's yeah, just gone throw away. It's literally two minute walk away. So it is. It is. We we ran through it when we did Burnley 10k, didn't we? Yep. Like straight out of the stadium, right, and then left, and it was just up on your left. Yeah. I know it. I know it. So, so there you go. So that's giving it giving away. We like we like to wait normally, don't we? But we're not going to be on next week. So um, yeah. a little bit of a precursor. If you're in the Burnley area, um, pop down and see Ben and Emma and uh, and JP as a guest star on their adventures. What's up in his Burnley shirt as well? Chief <laughs> Emma. You will, won't he? Debs and Westy, they'll be there. So it'll, it'll be good fun. Head to Burnley. <laughs> we sold it to you. Um, good, nice one. Right, okay, so that was the last park run segment of the series, but we've got another last of the series to do. It's not the last week of the summer showdown, but it is the last time we're going to be talking about it on the podcast. Uh, the final results will be out next week, and we'll be doing that on an IG uh, live, if we can organise it, if not a video. Um, but we do have week nine results and we do have a certain person, a certain little someone, a certain beautiful soul, a certain individual, unique character, a diamond in the rough, some call him. Um, no, it's not you, Matt. Why would it be you? She said certain small character. Oh, yeah, you are small. You are. Sorry, so, 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 we, we leave part run. Yeah. We can't yeah, walk Matt. away from Wicket, can we? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's just very quickly talk about that. Um, it was the best day of my life. I'm, no, I've said it. I've said it. It was it was better it was better than my kids being born. Wow. It was it was it was it was definitely better than my wedding day. Sammy didn't dress up like an Ewok on my wedding day. So uh, it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, it, what, it was wonderful seeing him turn up dressed as an Ewok. It was infinitely more wonderful experiencing the next 45 minutes of him de- despising his life running around oh. in the sweltering oh. heat in what was effectively a bath mat oh yes <laughs> <laughs> i had to ring it out when i took it off it was minging oh, i can't believe it off. 
I was walking from the car park and one of the volunteers was a lady from my work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the best bit. We were running and uh, Poolsbrook Park Run's got like a bridge um, on each lap. It's about uh, 800 metres into the, into the race. Run. It's not a race, it's a run. Um, and as and as, and as we crossed the bridge, I was like, "How you doing, Matt?" And he was like, "Well, he went, just got someone to tell you." He went, "See that lady there?" Stood right behind. Him. He went, "Well, she works at my place." And she was just stood there with a camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know they're a tolerant, accepting bunch at your workplace, aren't they, Matt? Oh yeah, yeah. I work in a steelworks, so that, that's that's going to be do wonders for my uh, street crest. <laughs> What little street cred you had already. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there was, was definitely an Instagram versus reality moment there as well, weren't there? So on all the pictures, you looked like dead cute and cuddly, but I bet actually being there, it was like walking into the baboon enclosure. At the <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. Do you, do, you, do you remember Skerbers? Do you remember you had the Kerbers? You could turn them into Skerbers, little toys. It was like that. Somebody pointed out you looked like the Burr from Bo Selector, which I thought was pretty funny as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you just call me a fucking Kerber? Right, come on, let's get on with it. It was amazing. Uh, let, I, I was doing a big introduction for Statman John. I know I feel like it's curtailed away. Um, I'm just going to say that he's beautiful and I love him. Statman Johnny, the. Hello, lads, 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 lads. In a row. Oh, you did a lads for each of us. That took me a second. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. I've got a song stuck in my head, which is annoying. Uh. What song is it, can I ask? My tea's gone cold, I'm wondering why. I don't know why I said that. It really is stuck in my head. It just came <laughs> out, sorry. I thought you were going to sing your song from last week. Yeah, no, there was no relevance to that part of the story. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. just, just love Dido. Yeah, that's a fact. Oh, okay. Well, um, moving on. How's your week been? Uh, well, interesting week, actually. Uh, I've had a good week. Do you want to hear about it? Hopefully you do. Just asked. So um, <laughs> a good friend of mine got in touch, uh, Nick Finney. You heard of him? Mm-hmm. Slid into my DMs. Filthy. Big spine. Thank you, Matthew. That's it. Um, so we've been doing a bit of research this week. Um, we've gone to some libraries, some nudist libraries. Have you heard Obviously. of them? Uh, no, yeah? but no, good great place to be we've been looking at ancient egypt tribes uh then we went across to sweden anyway i'll wrap it up we went to brazil i found a vicar with no ears or eyes he has agreed to marry us as half siblings emma so i have one question for you i have got our mother's wedding ring my love Will you marry me? No. No. Oh, fuck. That didn't go how I thought it was going to go. Sorry, Statman. Sorry, Statman. She's already spoken for. Oh. Well, that's oh. rejection. That, yeah. How does that feel, Statman, John? Tea's gone cold. I don't know any other <laughs> songs. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it was Matt's mum last series. It's Emma this series. You're not doing too well with the ladies, are you? I'm not. I could do with some help, but um, should we should we get you should we get you on a dating site next series? That could be a good segment, couldn't it? Yes, please, please. So you get Got a massive daddy long legs has just landed on the table. Oh, oh hey. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> just, 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 just distracted a little bit from, from what was going on. Statman Joe, you got to mute. You all right? Sorry. Yeah, that just made me laugh a little bit. I don't like to share my laugh, so I'll go on mute when I laugh. Oh, that's fair. That's understandable. Um, let's do some Summer Showdown results. <gasps> yes, big news. How have I not started with this? There's been a change. No. There has G- been a change from one team to another. I will not reveal anything else. Oh. oh. Mm. Big news. It's probably not JP, is it? JP's in fourth. It better not be. That's the only thing that's keeping me. Top, top, middle or bottom? I cannot say anything, my lad. Bit of a personal question as well, Matthew. That is a yeah, personal question. Bloody hell. <laughs> I got my penis <laughs> out and everything. <laughs> How do you want it to be, Matt? You tell me. Matt, you're such a bottom, to be fair. But anyway, um, what should we do first? I can't we reach do... further up, that's why. <laughs> and you don't know what a bottom is, do you? Yeah, <laughs> the way he answered that question just told me he doesn't have a clue what we're talking about. Let's stop before we get cut. They don't talk, that. They don't talk about that in the steelworks, do they, Matty? Um, Golden Battle Golden last Batten. week. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. I'm just sat here back smiling. Um, right, Golden Baton for last week. We have Rob, you had Sam Slater. 78 miles. Go on, love. Go on, Sam. Yeah. Go on, Sam. Emma, you had Alistair um, Tatum. 61 miles. Go on, lad. Good job, Al. Uh, ben, John Flynn. What the fuck? 160.5 miles. What? Amazing, amazing. And can we just bear in mind he did that on the first week back at school as well? So he's done that around working at school all week. I worry about I worry about John Flynn sometimes. Yeah, but he's 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 become the highest scoring baton holder in that week. Was that, oh, is that the that the only reason he did it? Well, he, he wasn't going to do that many, but then I dangled all the carrot in front of him on uh, Sunday morning, and he was like, "For fuck's sake, I've got to go and do this now." So he's impressionable. He was easily influenced. He's easily manipulated. <laughs> uh, was that amazing. Well done, John. Was that a euphemism, Ben? Uh, you can't go with your carrot in front of him. It works. <laughs> I tell you, it works. It's effective. Matt, that, 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 that's how you get so many miles. Go on. <laughs> um, well, okay, well. cool. Who put their carrot in front of Matt? He ran for Team Blue 198 miles. <laughs> he didn't really, he didn't really. 50, uh, 60, 60 miles, lad. Well done. Ben, ben, went a bit, ben went a bit white then. There was a moment. Where... I, I, no, I was just laughing because it's jokes. <laughs> 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 Ben's like, so I've, I'm been, not I, of that, I've been following Matt Strahm, right? Yes. I know exactly how many miles he's run. Yeah. And then lastly, let's not forget uh, big boy Bob Burrell, 71 miles. Yeah, oh, good lad. work, Bob. Madam Bob. Superstar. That's good. it. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Um, <laughs> what about, what about uh, challenge? Last week's challenge was fancy dress. Fancy dress. Hence, yes. hence why Matt was an Ewok, if that ties it together. He doesn't just dress like an Ewok for fun, although I wish oh, he did. Right. Oh, right. I wish he did. So let's start at 
the bottom JP you had eight fine young humans do it well done guys Rob you had ten Emma oh, you again eleven uh, Matt seventeen one seven wow good job Mark wait and wait Ben twenty two hold on yeah, I think it was it was it was it was one of them, wasn't it? Where we are quite late in the competition, and I think um, it is out of people's comfort zone. It was very hot and sweaty as well, wasn't it? So amazing, particularly Ben and Matt's team for for that level of participation. But completely understandable why maybe we didn't get get huge numbers. Maybe we do fancy dress a little bit earlier in the tournament in 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 the challenge if we do this again next year. Um, uh, that might be a good idea. But well done. Saw some amazing fancy dresses, and you know what was the best bit about it. Apart from Matt being an Ewok. No, no, Matt being an Ewok was the best bit about it. The second best bit about it was um, how creative people were. Like the reels and the stories on Instagram and the videos were just amazing. Doug's uh, Spider-Man with like guest appearances. It was like um, it was like Spider-Man movie, wasn't it? With all these random people showing up in it. It was, which I know was the purpose of it, but I thought it was great for all different teams. And um, I'd say Pete's... Um, Snow White one was good, but it wasn't. It was utterly terrifying, Pete. Don't ever do that again, please, ever. Um, but there was loads of amazing ones. I don't, I don't want to talk through them all because I don't want to miss any, but it was so nice to see people um, having a bit of fun with it as well. I think that's the, the key thing that you always hear is like, it's mega out of your comfort zone. If it's not for you, that's fine. It's not for you. There's, there's, there's absolutely no drama there or, or kind of pressure, but you get that overwhelming kind of response from everyone. It's like when they do it, it's like, oh, I felt like a right idiot, but it's so it's so much fun and it's quite empowering as well, I think. So it's nice to see. Nice to see. Um, we got a Wheel of Misfortune. Oh. 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 Matted miles in. Are uh, you feeling the pressure, Matty? No, oh. double, we're doubling them straight away. You're going to lose all yours, Ben. That's what's happening this week. We, we can afford to. It's fine. Yeah. He's, getting, he's getting cocky now, isn't he? Yeah. Do you remember when he was being fake humble a couple of weeks ago just in case he didn't win? And now he's like, oh, you're not catching me. I'll, I'll you, might agree. you might agree if I've been getting off the blue team this week. I'm giving well, it back. You yeah, actually yeah, talked yeah. about that last spin we're doing, eh, where we've got to nominate how many miles we can... Uh, the, la the last spin where we put all of the captain's miles for the entire tournament up for grabs. Yeah. Mm. OK. No, we're not really doing that. Right, here we go. Here's the Wheel of Misfortune. We're going to spin it twice, and we are at the hands of the Duckwalk gods. Yeah, I'm There's not really a fan one. of the Duckwalk. We should have put the real Ewok Matt in there, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. We'll do that for the last one. We'll do that for the finale. We'll put, we'll put real life, the real world uh, Ewok on the. But for now, we've got the Duckwalk wheel. Um, it has all the captains, all the vice captains. Spin it twice. First person it lands on gets their miles doubled. The second person it lands on loses them all. JP, spin it first to find out who's getting their miles doubled this week. Oh, oh it's Matt. It's Matt. No, 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 no. It's safely oh, it's away. Emma. Emma. Well done, Emma. Big week for you. Partially done some miles this week. SMJ, what's Emma just doubled? 50. Sorry for the delay. What? She's doubled 50 or she's doubled 250? Five oh. No, that's not what I asked. <laughs> she done fifty. Right, so she's got a hundred. There you go. Wow. Um, that's amazing, Emma. 
please don't lose. Ever again, ever again. No, I'd rather be Matt. I'd rather be Matt. I'd rather be Matt. Be Matt. Be Matt. Be Matt. Joe's actually done some miles this week. Last week. It's Joe. It's Joe. And how many miles has Joe lost? 25. That is quite a lot. Is that Joe's biggest one of the... Oh, sorry. It's the biggest week, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Josephine. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, oh, that's a shame, isn't it? But still... The anomalies, the Burgundy team haven't come up on the wheel either way yet. Really? Not, at not, all. Not at but all. once? Yeah. No. Nope. That's wow. fishy. Mm. It's, your, it's your old wheel, JP. You could have rigged that. S- SMJ. I'm not going to rig it. I rigged it last week. SMJ, if you're going to be typing, can you put yourself on mute, please? That was just my uh, jaw. It clicks when I'm excited. <laughs> right, well, have we given it enough time for you to click your jaw enough to update the scores? All clicking is done. Thank you. Might be wrong. It was done in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> Does it really matter at this point? Who knows? No. Um, Somebody's, right. Somebody's changed. Somebody's changed. From the, from the bottom to the top, right on the top, I stop. In the corner, I've forgotten in the middle of my thoughts. Just singing Linkin Park now. Um, SMJ, can you tell us who is bottom? Yes. Please. All I'll say is there has been a change, and that nearly affected it, but hasn't. So, oh. bottom, we have JP, your week 1036. Total, you stepped up. 10034. 10,000 miles up, JP. Good work, mate. Well done, Team JP. All right, where's the change? Fourth place, Team Rob. Oh, you yeah. done 10221. Ooh. Total in the 10 club, 10718. Ooh. Where's this change? Third place, Team Emma. Ooh, so still in the same place. Your week, my love, was 1101. 101, nice one. Good work, Emma. Total 11241. Not so smug now, are you, Ben? So there's a change still to come. I can't wait to hear this uh, false claim, but let's go. Let's go. Second, (laughs) Second place is Ben. Huh? Yeah. Oh, Matt, what have you done? What? Really? What? In my uh, heart, you're second place to Emma. So, back to the competition. <laughs> <laughs> second place is Matt. Well done. Yeah, Team Blue. Yeah, yeah. uh, 1166. Well done, lad. Matt got um, all excited, then. Uh, total 11887. Very respectable score, Matthew Taylor. Well and there he is, top lad likes it. Top is 1617. Jesus. Great week. It's a bit well, much really, isn't it, to be honest? Yep, total 13148. Wow. Jesus. So, over 100? No. Two, over 1,000 ahead now? 1,000 th- ahead, is that? Yep, just over. Yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> It's not me. They just run too much. All right, whatever. Um, good. So, well done, team, Ben. Absolutely amazing effort. Uh, one more week to go. 
Big yeah, Miles on the bingo challenge this week is bingo bingo. Bingo. Um, uh, everyone's amazing. Like uh, I thought, like might maybe like last week people used to be like, oh no, bother. but people love the bingo week, don't they? Like is the one thing that we've found out. Like maybe we should just do the bingo week and <laughs> suck off the rest Everybody. of all the all the logistics. We just do a bingo card once every couple of months because people are going absolutely bananas for it, aren't they? There's like um, people are keen. So um, I've had some. I've had some very good questions in my group chat about what constitutes bingo squares. I've had some very stupid questions. I'll just call them stupid questions. They're stupid questions. He's asking some stupid questions. Um, like, for example, can I have this toy tractor? No. And then someone else put in, what about this toy tractor? Still no, it's a toy tractor. Can I, can I have a Costa instead of a Starbucks? No. What if you put toy tractor far away so it looks like a real tractor? We've had that. We've yeah, done the Father Ted joke in our, in our group as well. So, <laughs> it's, um, a good idea. Yeah, just, 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 just fill in the bingo sheet. Just the bingo sheet. I'm surprised you didn't tell your joke then, Mark. It would tee <laughs> up for you. It's been past it. sell by it. Cool him sit on his throne. by it. It was four series ago. Yeah, I know. You say that with all series, just like mate. I think I'm just about. I cashed out at the right time with it. <laughs> Moron. Right, okay, but yes, amazing. Last week, and everyone's going out of a bang. It's good to see people from all teams taking part. It's lovely to see how people are getting on and what all the um, all the things people are finding. Uh, SMJ, who are our golden baton holders for this last week? Oh. And you've got a funny, and you've got a funny story to tell about the uh, the bingo card. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> do you all want to know why um, the last square of the bingo card is is boom orange carrot? Please, yeah. So have you been so on the bingo card there's twenty five squares, the twenty-fifth square, the last square is a carrot. Um which you might think is a little bit weird for a scavenger hunt bingo card. Yeah. All the other stuff, monuments you might find, you know, banks, uh coffee shops. The bank, the bank didn't the bank didn't make it. Oh yeah, it didn't make it, did it, Matt? And we'll talk about why in a minute. Uh but coffee shops, barbers. Um, ducks, doggos, uh, little animals that you can find, all things that you'd find out about and you run a carrot. Quite difficult, isn't it? And uh, and of course, I I said, well, you've got to be creative with it. The idea is to be creative. Well, that wasn't the idea. What actually happened was Matt and I forgot to do it. And at the last minute, I I said to him, we've got to do this bingo card. It's got to go out in like 10 minutes. He said, just post in a list what you want on it and I'll go away and find the pictures and update it as we go. So I sent 25 items that I thought of on the spot, which I thought was quite impressive, I'm honest. And when I'd finished them, I went, boom, orange carrot. There's like, a, yes, I finished. Matt put the fucking carrot on the bingo card. <laughs> I didn't put the bank on. We were supposed to be finding a bank as well, but that's not he missed. He, he missed the bank and put, a, and put the fucking celebratory boom orange carrot on the end. And I just couldn't be arsed wasting any more time than going back and fixing it so we just put it out and said just find a carrot be fine every damn day sweet ten who cares <laughs> people, people go around now ripping up people's allotments looking for carrots <laughs> <laughs> look what you've caused Matt with, you with might, your have you checked in a box maybe in the box carrot in a box um so yeah, that's that's the story of why Boom Orange Carrot is on there because Matt can't count basically or read, read I think he's can't read. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Um, SNJ, sorry, Golden Baton holders for this week. Yes, we have got Rob. You've got Barry Chema. 
Chima. Chima. Oh, I've tried, I've tried. Um, then we've got, I was clapping him. There we are, we all laughed. Uh, Matt, you've got Mike Black. Oh, oh, that is a big one. That's what she's going for. It. He's going for it. He's going for the top marks this week. And he'll get it. He's taken a week off work, so he's going to get it. Um, is he going to? Is he going to beat one sixty? He needs to do about a thousand miles, I think, this week. To catch <laughs> it might be all right. <laughs> um, yeah. Ben, you've got Adam, favorite color brown. Adam Brown should have been on Team JP. And then JP. You've got Rachel Kipravaro. Someone else could say that. Cipriani. Sorry, my love. Thank you, Rach. Good luck. And then, oh, fuck. Double whammy. Emma, you've broken my heart. And you've got Jack Penfold. Oh, that, that is a double whammy. That, that's how you put the knife in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Bring Jack Penfold up. Um, is he going for a record, Emma? No, it's uh, not at the minute. No, it's uh, it's not going for it. He had grand plans, but it's, it's not really uh, going to work out this week. But uh, I'm sure he'll put a good effort in. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Right then, good. That's week nine. Make sure you tune in for week ten and the final results of the summer showdown, so that we can all bask in Ben's glory. Um, on the on Instagram live next week. Uh, is that my John? Anything else to say, or is that it? That's it. Apart from Emma, I love you so much. I'll never mention it again. <laughs> I bet you will. That's <laughs> just <laughs> premonition. Uh, you might mention it again. Um, uh, thank yous. Who's saying them? I did them last week. It's gonna be Rob Matthew or JP. I think it's Matty. Me. Yeah, do do the thank yous and you'll get a reward. <laughs> I know what the fucking reward's gonna be. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the. Re- I don't do the re- thank yous. <laughs> do the thank yous and you'll get a reward. <laughs> thank you to you, Rob, for hosting this awesome podcast that we do every week. Uh, Twelve series in and uh, still going strong. Uh, thank you to you, JP, for editing this nonsense that we always produce, always do. Uh, thank you to Ben and Emma coming on sharing their part runs travel stories. Uh, and thank you to Statman John coming on sharing all the news and updates from the summer showdown. Uh, thanks to me for nothing. So I don't produce, I don't do anything on this thing. Make, make, you, you, make, you make a cracking tiny space bear. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thank you to the newsletter guys. We've got uh, Nick Finney. We've got Claire Forsyth. We've got... Uh, Jamie Denham, and we've got McPaul. Uh, and also thank you to the uh, to Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. He thanked Rav. Oh, Rav. Rav. Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> thank you, Rav, for coming on, sharing your story uh, and telling us what you've been up to in the last couple of years. Uh, it's been awesome to have you on again. Uh, and I'm sure we might have <laughs> not that awesome. You forgot about it within 20 minutes. Because <laughs> I don't want a reward. <laughs> Emma, can you tell people where they can find us? They want to find out more about the Fartlek family and about our community and everything podcast related. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. We've got our website, whatthefartlek.com. Uh, you can also get in touch via email at whatthefartlekpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music and Google Music if you are Laura Blackwell. And if you would like to leave us a rating, that would be amazing. Um, It really helps other people find us and listen to this absolute nonsense. Very, very good. And where can people find you if they want to give you a follow, Anna? I'm at EmmaJJ85. How about you, Ben? I'm at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about you, Matty? I'm at the Yorkshire Ewok. How about you, JP? Please, will you change it? Please. Please. Please, please. Please, Mark. If you you change it, I won't make you do Matthew Taylor for financial comedy. You know, you're not going to make me do it. (laughs) No. No. I'll make Donna do it when she's doing it when you go to sleep. (laughs) I'm at Matthew Owls. How about you, JP? I'm at jp.runsfree. How about you, Rob? I am a little runner boy, Rob. Is that my job? SMJ underscore TWSS. Perfection. Um, so we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Uh, we are back uh, early October, actually. We're only taking a couple of weeks off because we want to squeeze one more series in before the end of the year. So we'll be back with more fart lecky fun very, very soon. <coughs> Excuse me. If you don't want to be part of our community, uh, if you do want to find out more about us, then uh, you can do so by all the ways that Emma so competently just shared then. Uh, do come and check us out. If you want to be a part of this motley crew, you'll be more than welcome. We have meetups throughout the year, um, a safe place for people to chat and, and communicate. And we spoke a little bit in the opening segment about the body positivity and, 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 and self-confidence conversations that have happened previously this week. And they often spark some good debate and it's a good place to not feel isolated and alone. Um I'm going to finish this series in a slightly different way. Matt, I'm not going to make you do Matthew Taylor and improvisational comedy. You've been a very good sport throughout the course of the year. So I'm very proud of you for, for doing it and for not refusing to come on. Oh, you did refuse to come on one week, but then we still phoned you anyway, so you realise you might as well get on with it. But uh, I'm actually going to finish this series in a slightly different way. Uh, a week ago, marked two years since the passing of Matthew Pullen. If you don't know, Matthew Pullen was one of our guests in series two, an incredible young man who at the time, at just 16 years old, was battling life-limiting terminal cancer uh, but still found the strength to get out run spread positivity and uh, share his message with the world matthew sadly passed away two years ago just this week and it's a very sad loss uh, that we still feel very much in our community although we feel very 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 proud that we were able to talk to matthew to be a part of his story and to give him a platform um, to share his joy and his wonderment for the world with others i'm not going to say anything silly I'm not going to say anything daft to finish this series apart from Matthew's message is something that we can carry forward with us. And that is that life is terminal and it's our job to live it. So remember to be more Matthew and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. 